Welcome to Women Winning at Work podcast. My name is Barka Herman. I interview women with successful careers in tech. Please like and share this episode and podcast, and do reach out to me if you or someone you know would like to be featured on my podcast. The best place to find me is on LinkedIn, Barka Herman. And now, without delay, please enjoy this episode. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Women Winning at Work with Barka Herman. And today I have an amazing, amazing guest and wait till you hear all her experience in mentoring and um, and her story. Um, her name is Sunita, uh, Sunita Bindal, and she's a director at, uh, at Microsoft. So with that, Sunita, do you mind introducing yourself to our audience in your own words? Thank you, Barka. I really appreciate this. And you doing this beyond your full-time job, so I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. So yeah, briefly, I joined Microsoft roughly six years ago. I currently lead a team of product managers managing different technologies, you know, including display audio storage or perf power and others for surface line of products. So that's my current role. Prior to that, I was in Azure doing a lot of, you know, supply chain systems end to end all the way from planning to docking uh, docking gear at the data centers and building them out. So I kind of have a diverse industry background just to give you that brief snapshot about my journey at Microsoft. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. So um, one of the questions that I ask all my audiences and uh, my audiences know I'm, I'm a comic book nerd. So I would love to know what your origin story is. So the origin story is all the way from you being a young girl uh, all the way to ending up here um, at Microsoft. I'd love to hear any highlights of that path. Oh gosh, Parker, this is an amazing, uh, it has been an amazing journey. Um, I've had a diverse background. So I was born in Kenya. I was, I grew up in, you know, in 26 countries. So it has been an interesting journey in terms of being a woman, you know, with big dreams. Uh, you know, crossing chasms of different cultures in different countries. So, yes, I think my journey into computer science started off with my dad gifting me like a ZX Spectrum in the 1980s when I was very young. So my fasc fascination for computers and building games, which were like DOS-based, cursor-based games, was my foray into computer science. And I, for some reason, that got me triggered into dreaming big and you know knowing the possibilities that small machine could do was just amazing at that time so as i grew in you know into then deciding what i wanted to do i did figure that out that i wanted to do something with computer science and then i loved people with uniforms so i thought okay i need to become a pilot and use computers and then unfortunately my eyes my power for my eyes did not let me become a pilot though i could do everything else. And then mm. my second career was computers and genetical engineering. And so I got into Oxford in, in London, but then I couldn't afford the fees because I didn't get a full scholarship at that time. So ultimately, I just ended up doing a plain computer science and engineering. And so I started my career as a computer programmer, automating power plants in Africa and Europe. And then Motorola recruited me from US, so I migrated to the US back in 2001. And then so I started automating telecommunication, base stations and handsets. So I did both. And then I realized that 
you know, I'm more social than living a life of a coder in a cube. So I tried to, you know, branch off into product management. And since then I've kind of led product dev and program managers and QAs uh, along my journey. So I did that and then I went to Amazon where I did a couple of cloud services, their marketplace platform, a few new devices. Uh, you know, the first e-ink tablet, the first, you know, Kindle tablet, the first Dash, you know, a, a lot of V1 products, so to say. And then I realized my potential was, you know, doing a lot of V1s that make a difference in people's lives. Pretty much my, I discovered my core purpose was making a difference in people's lives, whether it's through my time, through service, through products. So that kind of stitched my careers together as as and when the next opportunity unfolded and then i was from amazon microsoft recruited me and so here i am uh, nice. <laughs> yeah yeah and you've been at microsoft for six years now right? yes yes i completed yeah. six years last november yes yes fantastic fantastic uh, what a fantastic journey and uh, so you know i would love to hear even as a young child or going through university or landing your first job, and we touched a little bit on some of the challenges you faced, uh, but what was the most challenging part of being a woman in this world? I would say early on in the career, it was just being heard, being a woman of color. The earlier on challenges, like when I was automating power plants in Africa, I was the only woman climbing up and down the turbine floor. So it was pretty challenging uh, being a woman of color, being, uh, you know, being in a different country altogether and just being heard. It was not common. Uh, you know, it was very, you know, uncommon to have more women in your team. So I think early on in my career, you know, the, the challenge was being heard and being having a seat at the table. So then learning how to, you know, you know, you know, basically doing Rome as the Romans do kind of a thing. So trying to understand, you know, and making sure other some folks just don't know how to deal with you. It's like you're an alien in a planet. So so befriending folks and, you know, just talking through the cultural attributes and changes and merging in. So trying hard to blend in, I think, was a way of influencing them to recognize my voice or to recognize a seat at the table, I think was a challenge early on. And then, I'm, you know, if you fast forward to today, I'm so glad that at least, you know, in most cases, I at least see one woman, if not two or three uh, in the same boat as us. So just getting together and amplifying each other's voice, uplifting other women, I think, and then, you know, just allyship. You know, they, we have a word for it now, but in the past there was, you know, it was an implicit allyship. So building yeah. that implicit allyship, I think, was another challenge early on in the career, especially when you go through so many cultures and then, you know, each culture doesn't know a lot about it. And think about it at, in eight, 1980s or at least 1990s, Internet was just beginning yeah. right now. You can easily Google and say, okay, what is the Japanese culture? How do I say hello? So along the way, the other challenging part of being a woman in technology in different cultures was, was just getting it wrong. And mm. then not being afraid to fail, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and and learning from that and just doing yourself better because it wasn't easy um, being the only woman in tech earlier on. 
Yeah, no, what a fantastic story. And thank you for being one of the pioneers here. And I, I know that there are still barriers out there in the world and there are still challenges we get to meet. But I think that, you know, all, all the women that I speak to that have to a certain extent broken down some of those barriers build, you know, it's it's kind of like a Lego piece in the puzzle, right? So fantastic. Shifting to a more positive note, what do you, what is the coolest thing? Like, what is the rewarding part of being in tech, being a woman, being a woman of color in this space? What is what is good about it? I think it's empowering in the sense that I'm able to uplift other women. So it's very empowering to to make sure your experiences can be shared broadly. And, you know, just like you're doing now and, you know, to to make sure that you make it easier for the generations to come. And so that has been very uplifting for me that being able to contribute either through time, money or service or product, giving back to the community. And, you know, there are underprivileged. We take a lot of things for granted here. So there are lots of underprivileged women who go through these stereotypes, right? Like, oh, women can't do STEM or women can't do math or science. So helping break some of those stereotypes by being a role model or by coaching people that it is possible. Dreaming big, basically encouraging all the folks coming behind me to dream big, you know, believe in the impossible and it's possible. And I totally keep saying that mantra to a lot of folks <laughs> and a lot of my mentees will tell you that, that, you know, that's something that I try to rub off of, like, you know, being energetic, being able to give back to the uh, you know, and building that pipeline, because unless we build a pipeline, it will be a leaky bucket of, you know, yeah. retention of women in technology. So I would say breaking stereotypes, empowering other women, uplifting them to where I can is, is has been really rewarding uh, aspects of it. And Microsoft in that respect is great because your social hours are even, you know, paid for and that helps pay education for some of these underprivileged women. So your volunteer hours are, you know, Microsoft pays and I'm blessed to be working in Microsoft. That way the social responsibility aspects of the company is really lived through it and I can carve out some time to give back, I'd say. I would say it's really Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, I think that there is a trend worldwide of this. So, uh, yes, we're very blessed to be uh, part of the Microsoft family. And, you know, the, the trend is everywhere, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. Looking back at your life, I would love to hear, like, what kind of advice would you have for your 18-year-old self, your 25 year old self, you're 35 year, you know, whatever. And also for other women, I know you do a lot of work with women. So uh, what are some of the, uh, what are some, some of the things that you know now that you could share with others that you didn't know back then? Absolutely. Maybe I'll say four or five things that come to my mind. There are thousands yeah. over the years that we've collected, but I'll just maybe hit on the top five or so. Uh, one thing I will definitely tell either my younger self or women upcoming in this career is that lead your life with faith and not fear. Mm. And the reason I say that is it will give you a lot of confidence and confidence is key. So I always encourage my women to dream big, 
believe in the impossible. The worst will happen is it doesn't happen. But right. it's not like, you know, it's like don't self, you know, self unselect yourself. Um, right, right. So, yeah. so, that, so that's one thing I definitely tell, um, I could tell my younger self. The second thing I would say is be very clear on the what and the why and ground yourself in your core values, in your correct character strength. Don't get into this peer pressure. Don't get into, you know, this competitive world uh, as well, but ground yourself into the what and the why. Like, why is it that you want to do? What joy does it bring for yourself? So grounding yourself in the what and the why and creating a meaningful plan, I would say is the second thing because the reason I also, I don't know if, if you've all read about Adam Grant, he recently said, you can never navigate a masterful plan, but you can navigate a meaningful plan. So right. that brings me to my third point, like of trusting in the universal energies. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes you create a meaningful plan and there will be success and failures, but how do you deal with the failures or the curveballs that get thrown into your life, I think is key, but never to give up on that, right? As long yeah. as you know you did your best in the moment and then trusting the universal energies that they will give you how much you know when you know. And it's it's kind of whether you're you know spiritual or not, there is a universal energy or flow and things happen in their own timing. So just accepting that sometimes timing is not right, but you did your best, but very clear on why you were doing it, right? I think yeah. is uh, because a lot of times we become unhappy based on our core values being in conflict. Yeah. You know, we force ourselves to do things which either are maybe a peer group pressure related or or kind of like a trend in the market or, you know, that, oh, yes, I need to do this because, you know, that's the new shiny thing. But just be true to yourself and being authentic, I think, is the third thing I would say. Fourthly, I would say there is no substitute to hard work. Right. Don't let anybody fool you into substituting for hard work. So go with it with your full energy. And I think if you send, you know, if you really work hard, you will get what you want to. Timing may vary, but hopefully you'll get to what you want to. Yeah. Um, I would say that. And then, you know, um, basically I would say that you know, lead your life with relationships, right? Cultivate authentic relationships. Relationships go a far way. So that would be the fifth thing I would say. Relationship is so key to, to you know, creating a cohort of women or an allyship cohort that uplifts you, right? We all yeah. go through ups and downs. I would say, you know, I know a lot of introverts sometimes struggle with this thing, but there are ways you can do it that is not very, you know, overpowering for introverts as well. So I would say focus on key relationships and some people call it the support board of women. So create that network for you and it doesn't matter. The women can be, you know, at different levels in their careers, but as long as they're authentic, and you get positive vibes from those women, have that support group because it's helpful. Whether you need it or not, that's secondary, but just have an authentic group of support group of women that can uplift you. 
whenever you need it. Or you can authentically be yourself around them and they can call you, you know, call on you like, hey, they're yeah. not right. Uh, you know, so you can have a, a reflecting sound uh, from them yeah. as well. So I would say those are top five things I would say. <laughs> there are several others, but yeah no i mean this is this is amazing it's a very very insightful very uh, you know i think it's it's the right level some of the points that you touched on having that support system people don't realize that you know in the childhood you have the family and you're supported but in career even in school you kind of have that support system. if if you don't cultivate it then you don't have it so ha having it in a professional setting is very important, I think. And then, you know, believing in a positive universe, I mean, that goes a long way, right? This is what we talk about, the growth mindset at Microsoft quite a bit. So I'm a big fan. So what what amazing words of wisdom. Thank you for that. Now, you know, I know that aside from just your your, by the way, spectacular career, <laughs> I know that you do a lot of outreach, a lot of work. So I'd love for you to take, you know, uh, take some time and talk about some of the things that you're doing right now that you want to promote. Uh, I'd love to hear about some of it. Absolutely. Maybe I can mention two or three things. So I actively volunteer in a society called globalgivebackcircle.org. So that organization is also partnered with Microsoft. So you could, do, you know, donate your time or money to contribute to girls, uh, you know, career development in underprivileged nations. So the organization covers Africa and India primarily. They're trying to get into Costa Rica as well. And so, yeah, so that's one thing that I do. So you're so depending on your bandwidth, you can choose to mentor girls all the way from primary, high school, college, and they require different levels of uh, maturity in terms of mentoring them. And they go through some, you know, difficult situations all the way from personal to professional. So you get a good spectrum of helping them out as well. The second thing I do is just pretty much donate a lot in my in cleft lift uh, cleft lift organization so yeah. basically giving as many smiles as i can per month uh, to that wow. organization and then uh, i would say the third thing is the sankara eye foundation i also give so opening eyes of cataract surgeries uh, so i do a certain number a month so yeah to me it's just you know, as I said, my core values of making a difference in people's lives. So I find different ways of doing it. And then lastly, you know, I do mentor a lot of women. I have some mentoring groups, so happy to chat more about folks uh, needing help. Just within the tech community, I do a lot of workshops around negotiation, how to help women coming up earlier in their career. Negotiation is something that we shy away from. So coaching women on that, coaching women on career development, uh, and in general, uh, you know, navigating careers and, you know, getting your promotions or getting your, you know, advancement in careers, another area that I help women with or changing careers as well. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. So um, what an amazing, amazing career and what an amazing uh, life you have, Sunita. Uh, that's so inspiring. 
you know, I, I get accused of doing a lot, but I, I think I'm going to have to learn from you. <laughs> I look at some of your podcasts. I'm pretty sure you're doing an amazing job by giving voice to all of us to share our stories, which I think amplifies uh, folks listening to your podcast. I'm very grateful and um, yeah. Humbled, I'm humbled by that. And I, I will, uh, folks, I will put some links here uh, in this podcast uh, show notes so you have access to those. If you want to connect with Sunita, uh, I will also share her LinkedIn profile with you so you can reach out to her there and see if, you know, you want to support her, help her, or you're asking for help from her. I'm sure you will, uh, you know, uh, you have such a such a great career such an inspiring story that you will be an asset to to anyone who interacts with you Sunita. so uh thank you so much for sh uh for joining me and spending this time with me and uh uh i'm i'm uh, looking forward to doing more podcasts with you and hopefully you'll come back and share more stories and uh thank you for being here any parting wisdom closing words you want to share yeah, sure. I, I think just around, you know, I just want to say that we'll always know as much as we are meant to know at that moment, right? So I would say growing into the fullness is a process and life is beautiful. So take your time and then, you know, believe in the universal energy is what I would say, um, because life unfolds in many different ways. But don't let the tough times define you, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, no, what 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 a beautiful message. Thank you so much for joining. This was so inspiring. And uh, thank you. And uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Barca. I really appreciate for the opportunity and having me on your podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank you so much for listening. Please like this episode and share it with someone you think that'll enjoy it. And do reach out to me on LinkedIn and connect. And also, if you would like to, please join my newsletter by visiting www.barkaherman.com. Thank you.